This podcast is made available for free globally. That is only possible through my relationships with advertising partners. If you would like to access an ad-free version of Practical Stoicism, go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members to learn more. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify today and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat, which is when it works the best, and I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple, small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling, so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25 practical. Good morning, Town. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I am your host, Tanner Campbell, and if you are a premium subscriber, I would ask you to ensure that you have listened to the other audio recording that was released today. It has some very important information in it. Today, we're covering Meditation 4 from Book 1, and in it, we are going to hear why Marcus is thankful to Rusticus. Quintus Junius Rusticus, or Rusticus, was a Roman teacher and politician. He was probably also a grandson of Arulinus Rusticus, who was a prominent member of the Stoic opposition. And if you've not heard of the Stoic opposition before, boy oh boy, you will be in for a treat when we finally get around to covering that on a future fireside chat. Now that you have a little bit of background on old Rusticus, let's jump into the meditation, which reads as follows. To Rusticus I am beholding that I first entered into the conceit 
that my life wanted some redress and cure, and then that I did not fall into the ambition of ordinary sophists, either to write tracts concerning the common theorems or to exhort men into virtue and the study of philosophy by public orations, as also that I never by way of ostentation did affect to show myself an active, able man for any kind of bodily exercises, and that I gave over the study of rhetoric and poetry, and of elegant, neat language, that I did not use to walk about the house in my long robe, nor to do any such things. Moreover, I learned of him to write letters without any affectation or curiosity, such as that was which by him was written to my mother from Sinusa, and to be easy and ready to be reconciled and well pleased again with them who had offended me, as soon as any of them would be content to seek unto me again, to read with diligence, not to rest satisfied with a light and superficial knowledge, nor quickly to assent to things commonly spoken of, whom also I must thank that ever I lighted upon Epictetus and his Hipponomata or moral commentaries and commonifactions, which also he gave me of his own. A little bit of a longer meditation today, so let's break it down into its constituent parts. That I first entered into the conceit that my life wanted some redress and cure. Marcus is thanking Rusticus for his help in coming to the realization that he, Marcus, wanted to become better and that he wasn't a virtuous person yet. Imagine how thankful you would be to the person whom first alerted you to a great oversight, error, or deficiency that, once learned of, could be remedied through your own actions and thereby vastly improve your life. For this alone, it is no wonder that Rusticus comes in as the third person to be thanked, also the first who is not Marcus's own mother or father. That I did not fall into the ambition of ordinary sophists, either to write tracts concerning the common theorems or to exhort men unto virtue and the study of philosophy by public orations. Ancient sophists are regarded by many to be something more like watered-down philosophers who were focused more on the performative aspects of delivering philosophy in some grand and self-congratulatory speech, for example, than in the actual practice of any philosophy itself. Marcus is grateful to Rusticus for preventing him from becoming some sort of self-important performer, steering him instead into the position of something like a dedicated practitioner of philosophy. Not a sage, of course, and not a philosopher, as Marcus was not known as a philosopher, but as someone who truly implemented and acted on the values of the philosophy he was studying. That I never by way of ostentation did affect to show myself an active, able man for any kind of bodily exercises. Marcus learned from Rusticus never to make a great showing of whatever strength or physical prowess he had. He would wrestle, for example, but he would not walk around with his chest puffed out as if to signal to others what a great wrestler he might have been. In this way, Rusticus taught Marcus a certain kind of modesty. That I gave over the study of rhetoric and poetry and of elegant, neat language. I doubt that Marcus had anything against poetry, per se, but he's expressing an appreciation for not becoming someone who needs to use flowery language in order to communicate his point. He speaks plainly, perhaps unlike other emperors, but he likes it that way. It's more practical. It's more direct. It's more useful. That I did not used to walk about the house in my long robe, nor to do any such things. That he wasn't some lounging aristocrat, lazing about in his pajamas all day, 
choosing not to get dressed and choosing to not face the day ahead as if it were his duty to do so. To write letters without any affectation or curiosity, such as that was which by him was written to my mother from Sinusa. In other words, to write letters without a great amount of artistic flair or a sense of importance about them. Again, Marcus seems to appreciate having learned from Rusticus the ability to communicate in plain language. To be easy and ready to be reconciled, and well pleased again with them who had offended me, as soon as any of them would be content to seek unto me again. Essentially not to hold a grudge, to let things go, and when people who had wronged him got around to wanting to make amends, for Marcus to be open to making those amends. To not be difficult to get on the right side of, so to speak. To read with diligence, not to rest satisfied with a light and superficial knowledge, nor quickly assent to things commonly spoken of. To rephrase it contemporarily, not to mistake a quick read of Wikipedia as complete knowledge of a subject, and to not believe everything he read on the internet, or, in his case, heard in the streets or at the market. That ever I lighted upon Epictetus and his hipponomata, or moral commentaries and common affections, which also he gave me of his own. Marcus was not really a contemporary of Epictetus. Epictetus did live while Marcus lived, but I think Epictetus would have died when Marcus was an early teenager. So Marcus would not have been aware, likely, of Epictetus's teachings until he was a grown man. Nonetheless, Rusticus seems to have turned Marcus on to Epictetus in particular to his discourses and various commentaries. He also, it seems, gifted Marcus his own, Rusticus's own, personal copy of some of these books. And it should go without saying that lending or gifting a book in ancient Rome was likely a far greater show of love and trust than it is today. So Marcus, it seems, has a great deal to be thankful to Rusticus for. Who are you thankful to for teaching you any of the things above? Has anyone taught you the things above? If so, who were they? Think about that today. And if you'd like, you can pop into the free listener discord at stoicismpod.com forward slash discord and share your reflections on this episode in the episode follow-up channel of that community. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate that you are here every morning or afternoon or evening or whenever it is you choose to listen. And I hope to see you again tomorrow. Until then, take care. 